0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Theo Keeps Talking podcast. This is going to be a highly explorative set of conversations I'm going to have with you all, with myself, really. I'm currently in quarantine in the basement of my house as we all practice our wonderful social distancing In the midst of the coronavirus. And I wanted to really get this started by saying thank you for listening. And let's just jump right into it. Now, before we get too far into today's topic, I wanted to discuss a little about myself for those who are unfamiliar. My name is Theo. I am currently a senior waiting for hopefully a graduation ceremony at the end of my year. I am an accounting major, also studied international business, and I just added a minor in technology innovation management, and right now just kind of waiting things out. The rest of the year will be online, and I'm very much understanding that a lot of universities have had a lot of tough decisions to make in that regard. I've kind of had my senior send-off canceled, but that's okay. You know, I want to make sure that we quote-unquote flatten the curve with all that's going on, and uh, I'll be doing my part by recording down here. So even getting further into this, there's been a lot of podcasts that I've been listening to recently, and they very much align with the series of interests that I have. Um, One of the very first podcasts that I got into listening as a very big sports fan was the Bill Simmons podcast, uh, released daily, especially during the football season. It was fantastic uh, getting those perspectives Monday morning, Uh, hearing his takes on what was going on throughout the NFL season. I like the formatting of it. It was very professional, very good ad reads, and it was one of the very first motivations I had for getting myself started. Getting into more of my interests as a whole, I'm a really big sports guy. I have been playing sports for the entirety of my life. My Father played professional sports, and I wasn't really playing at the college level, the more intramural, things like that, but I've always been very interested in sports. Uh, my favorite sport to watch is basketball. It's been a very integral part of my life for the greater... Massive people, they use it for sports betting. I'm just interested because I am. It's very exciting for me to watch. Um, My favorite player of all time is Vince Carter. He was the most electrifying, acrobatic player I had ever seen. Uh, His dunks were life changing as I knew it. He made me want to learn how to dunk, which. I never really crossed the six foot threshold as a young man, so those those dreams were short lived. But it's all good. It's all good now. I I, I just do taxes, uh, but you know what? It's okay. Um, also very big football fan. Uh, I have gotten a lot of ire because I go to school in Philadelphia, but I just so happen to be a Cowboys fan by association of my father, who happened to have a brief stint with the Cowboys as I was uh, not yet born, so it was way before my relevant range of experiences, Um, but yeah, I've been a Cowboys fan for as long as I can remember, I also have a love for the Ravens, I grew up kind of close to that area and I've always supported them and also I have family in North Carolina so I have had a love for the not as strong as an appreciation for the Carolina Panthers especially Cam Newton and now Christian McCaffrey Uh, so if I had to divide it into tiers it's been Cowboys 1, Ravens 2, Panthers 3. So if the Cowboys do well, I'm very happy. If the Cowboys don't do well, I'm very sad. If the Ravens do well, I'm very happy. And if the Ravens don't do well, I'm okay. If the Panthers do well, I'm happy. If the Panthers don't do well, eh, it's okay. doesn't really affect my week. So going into even more of my interests and what really bolstered me into getting this started was my love for esports and gaming as a whole. And I'll touch on that on a later episode as well, how I really got into that. But what really defined how I've gotten into everything was my love for this video game and esports lifestyle company called 100 Thieves. And the CEO and founder of 100 Thieves, Nate Shot has a podcast called The Courage and Nate Shot Show, and he also has a podcast called Self-Made with Nate Shot. And both of those podcasts are really good listens. I have gotten a lot of entertainment out of those and knowledge and everything out of uh, the Self-Made podcast as well. And currently, I've been listening to the May Contain Action by paul aka action jackson and trevor may of the minnesota twins Uh, i've been listening to that a lot they've been having a lot of my favorite esports personalities on the show and that has gotten me really interested into learning more about the space and understanding that i have i i still have more to learn about my favorite content creators and getting to know that kind of side of them has been really entertaining for me as well. So first topic that I wanted to jump into after I've gone through all of the inspirations that I've had is the balance that I've had to understand being under quote-unquote quarantine. So if you didn't know, it hasn't canceled your life as you know it. The coronavirus, uh, more formally known as COVID-19, has grinded society as we know it to a halt. And that has involved canceling spring break trips for certain groups of people, entire changing semesters to be online, moving students out of dorms, and even more, the NBA season had been canceled, which has made my nights incredibly boring. Um, and the March Madness was canceled. And I'll get it, I'll touch more on the March Madness later. On top of that, you have public event after public event canceled. You have bars and restaurants in certain cities being closed for a two week period to maintain what, what is known as social distancing. And the idea is that the less people you come in contact with, the more likely you are to make sure the people around you stay healthy. And this makes sense. And admittedly, it was a hard concept for me to grasp in the first place, because from the majority of informative sources, just two weeks ago, this is now March 21st, two weeks ago, there didn't seem to be too much pressing uh, concern in the US about the coming coronavirus. There were still public events, especially with St. Patrick's Day weekend. Everything was still all afloat just two weeks ago. Uh, we heard that there was, a growing case, there was a growing number of cases in China and South Korea, but it seemed like, admittedly, from my perspective, regardless of any administration's point of view that it was it was their problem and i figured that i wouldn't be doing too much traveling over the month of march if it were to make its way to the u.s but i didn't think they would necessarily stop me from going out every once in a while celebrating you know my senior year as it is the warm getting warmer outside you know gets warmer More social interactions. I thought everything would be, you know, for the most part, eighty to eighty-five percent similar, and you would just not go on a cruise anytime soon. Uh, What ended up happening was a rapid increase in number of cases beginning last week in the U.S. I remember that I was supposed to go to a little gathering, and from my greater sources my family members and everyone around me had concerns that there should that i should you know l- refrain from going to certain events my girlfriend was mentioning that i should you know sit that one out and i i just didn't i was in denial i was like no it's just going to be a gathering in an apartment about eight people or whatever they were What was there to be concerned about? And now it's full-fledged (laughs) here. Limit all kinds of gatherings. Uh, Even the administration said gatherings of 10 or more people shouldn't happen. The CDC recommended that gatherings of 50 or more people should be prohibited for the next eight weeks. So that's affecting a lot. And I've been thankful that I hadn't put myself into any situations over the past week and some change, to go and test those boundaries. I didn't end up going to that gathering. I really spent the day by myself. And for anyone who's met me before, I am an extreme extrovert. And that was very hard for me to do. But I'm very thankful for that. But it's now put me into the situation where I am starting to remember some of the previous dichotomies that I had had living at home versus living uh, on campus. So one of the one of the major differences between living at home and living on campus are the styles of resources that I've had. So going to school, there were, I lived in a city. And going to school, I usually had access to different kinds of restaurants, different styles of restaurants. I The, the campus gym that we had was one of my favorite places on earth as I knew it. Uh, I could play basketball. Granted, it, it would be crowded, but there was multiple courts I could play on, um, good facilities, weight room, and everything like that. And at home, when I was at home for my various internships that I had in my hometown, there were I would go to LA Fitness, but and I, I I like staying in shape. But I'm I'm for those that aren't too familiar, I'm what's known as an endomorph, which means that lifting comes very easily and cardio does not. Um, and cardio is what I need for me to you know, maintain a good body fat percentage and all that. And I hate cardio. My favorite kind of cardio is playing sports, but my internships would be in the winter and going outside was a no-no. And I very much wanted to run and play basketball, but the LA fitness that I, that was in the gym, that the, the basketball court that was in the LA fitness that I had a membership for was one court, uh, High school size, floor was really slippery. There's always people in there. Uh, And there wasn't too much opportunity at any given point in time, whether it was before work or after work, to really get in there before the gym closed. And that put a different kind of strain on my willingness to do cardio because I hate treadmills. It's as simple as that. Uh, Treadmills make me feel like a hamster in a cage. I'm just going on the track, and I'm not going anywhere. Um, ellipticals are okay, you know, I just get bored really easily, and bikes, bikes are where it's at, but sometimes my knees just don't, just don't be liking the bikes, you know, I just, just don't be feeling them, so my ideal form of cardio, and this goes back to my senior year of high school. There's this track, uh, a public track at a high school down the street from me, that I would go to the summer of 2015, rather so sorry, excuse me, summer 2014, rather consistently, about five to six days a week, I would run around the track, run up the bleachers. There's a full length field, uh, multiple fields like for soccer. You can run up a hill, and that was really my kind of cardio. Um, I found myself being there and I could spend several hours upon hours there because there was just so much space for me. Um, Excuse me. I didn't mind running because there there wasn't that much of a restraint on how much room I had. There were six lanes and everything. And then if I wanted to do a different kind of cardio, there was so much open field that I could run up a hill. I could do this, I could do that. I could play around with a soccer ball, just throw some cones down, and that was really ideal for me. But in the winter, that just wasn't going to happen. I would come home, come home from work. It'd be like six, seven o'clock. It'd be like twenty-eight degrees outside, and they wouldn't turn the lights on at the park in the winter, so there would be no reason for me to even attempt to go out there. So that cardio was restricted for the summer. But I went to school in the summer, and Although I love my gym, they had a really small track out there. Excuse me. They had a really small track in the gym. Uh, For reference, 12 laps was a mile as opposed to a regular track where four laps would be a mile. And the more and more I ran, it was just harder on my knees because you're basically turning the entire time. And it's hard to get any kind of breakaway... Acceleration going on that track, so my default cardio was basketball, and the only problem would be that I (laughs) would I seemingly always get hurt playing basketball, even though I love it. My freshman year, I dislocated my shoulder playing basketball. My sophomore year, I like fell hurt my knee, got like cut, had to get eight stitches. My third year, got a grade two high ankle sprain. It was just just a mess. So I figured when I couldn't, like, and I walked around on my campus a lot. So every time I would get hurt, it would disrupt my other workouts when I would lift or do whatever. So I figured, okay, you got to stop doing basketball. You got to figure something out. And my campus being in a city, I really liked... I, I, like, I really enjoyed seeing people run because it was very much, like, very free, open, the only problem is you have other people on the sidewalk, and I'm kind of a big guy, like, I, I know I mentioned I didn't hit the six-foot threshold, I'm kind of kind of a sturdy guy out here, and I take up a lot of space, you know, I, <laughs> I don't find myself enjoying running in cities because I'm very much a momentum based person. If I have to stop at a light and jog in place, it's over. It's it's just time for me to go home. Um, There's a good amount of trails in my area, but the one thing I hate about trails is you have to basically turn around and do it again. And the worst thing that could happen is like you get on the trail and you're about you know two miles from your apartment. and You're like, yeah, I got a good pace. And all of a sudden you just feel a raindrop and it's all over because now you got to run all the way back to your apartment. And it's like, someone help me. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I just been struggling with that. But now I'm at, I'm at home. It's been warm, it unseasonably warm uh, this entire winter. But I guess that's the payoff you get when you got Coco outside acting up. COVID really not liking us this year. And (laughs) gotta offset having no snow days by having online school days. So I've been outside. All the indoor gyms are closed, but I've just been running outside. So I've been enjoying that. But The one thing I had noticed is the difference in food I eat. So when I went to school in like the surrounding area, it was very, there were very healthy options around. There's a lot of vegetarian options, a lot of vegan options. And here, there just aren't those options. Like, no, I don't live in the deep South where if you say, can I have unsweet tea, they'll look at you like you have seven heads like that. That isn't the case. But a lot of things here are very meat based. I've not seen but so much in terms of plant based or just vegetarian alternatives. Um, so I've been have to be more mindful with that. And also personally I've devised that for my own health that I needed to have a reduction in how much red meat I ate. And I came to this conclusion about two years ago. Um, my parents were, my parents who are, they're not like old, but they're technically both boomers by definition. Uh, they're telling me about how they went to their doctors and they needed to reduce how much red meat they ate. So they would have a reduction in like their high blood pressure. My dad has diabetes. So they needed to make those dietary changes. And I figured that if eventually I'm going to have to start, stop eating red meat, then I might as well just start doing that now. So I went from, you know, getting steak at Chipotle, everyone, you know, pretty consistently to, you know, now it's chicken, you know. And I would pretty much just change up those habits so that now instead of having red meat about three to four times a week, I only have it once a week. And then one of my closest friends, he became vegetarian a little over a year ago. So I had made that little change to go either meat they went from meatless for one day a week red meat one day a week and then the rest would be chicken seafood whatever it may be to i would go plant-based for an entire day and then red meat for one day seafood and or chicken for the rest of the week and that like that system had been working out very well for me especially when i was on campus um there's a lot of options out in the area around me, and those same options aren't home. And my parents and relatives, they like red meat. Uh, they they cook it, they love it. <laughs> and you know I, I'm home, and they're cooking, and they understand that I've been eating less red meat. But it's just right there, and honestly, I don't really mind. The only the real the real trick to any diet is that you can't out-exercise your mouth. And if I could have a blend of at-school food options and mix that with at-home exercise options, oof. I'd be looking good, you know what I'm saying? I I, I know that you gotta get ready for your summer body like a year in advance. You can't just do a quick turnaround. I don't know the the Rona got us acting up, so I might have to wait till summer twenty twenty one at this point. But whenever my graduation ceremony happens, at this rate, you know, uh, if I could blend those two, the food and the and the exercise, mm, let's just say those grad pictures be looking good. So moving into the next topic before we close out this brief intro episode will be the continuation of my thoughts on the coronavirus as we first began so there has been a this viral clip of a bunch of I would call them kids even though they seem to be in my age bracket of college students who went to spring break and did what they did, despite the calls for any attempt at social distancing. And it, I, there's a lot of generations that just rag on millennials to the hardest. And technically, I, I don't even count as a millennial. I'm like, I'm a '90s baby. I'm not a '90s kid, and that that distinction technically makes you Gen Z. Uh, like I, uh, I'm about to turn 23 years old, and you know that. The, and the the cutoff was like 24 if you're gonna be a millennial. So I'm okay with that. But I definitely understand. When the boomers are just dunking on the Gen Zers uh, for the ways that some of us have been acting. Because I it's not just limited to the the kids in that clip. The, it was a lot of my timeline, my Instagram timeline, Twitter timeline. And people everywhere catching flights, not feelings, and blah, 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 blah. Just completely just throwing out any caution and for anyone but themselves and it, and it was sad that a good number of people when they heard that you cannot that people who are older or immunocompromised or more at risk of death from the coronavirus strain they said, "Oh, so I can't get it," and said, "heck, all to caution and care for others," and they just went on spring break anyway, and that was sad. That that was disheartening, and I'm very disappointed that that has been the case, and I wish that it we could we could do better. We do, we owe it to generations of people who have come have preceded us and people who are immunocompromised that we would stay at home that even though the age range of sixty five and under are less likely to die unless they are immunocompromised from coronavirus that we would not be asymptomatic carriers. And I saw this report, can't name the source, but I I'm pretty sure it, this is valid information that people who are from 20, 21 to 40 have caught the virus as much as people who are 65 plus, like we, we're still catching the virus. We are still receiving symptoms from the virus. We just don't have the high death rate from it as well. And the social, the social distancing uh, aspect to this has been, or it has not shown any long term results because it's only been a week. Um, but I, it will do its due diligence. There are people saying that this is an, a made up disease, and to which I say, I highly doubt that this is made up. Yeah, I don't it people were using the fact that coronavirus isn't new it's been on cleaning supplies before which is true but this strain of coronavirus is very infectious has shown to be lethal and we need to take the proper precautions for us to do so to make sure that we do not infect other people that may in fact unknowingly infect other people who then can't handle the symptoms on their own being mindful is the first step to us having fun again and it does suck and I, I do empathize with people who feel as though their plans have been canceled because of the virus I completely understand I'm a senior in college who is who's birthday is in the month of March who is supposed to graduate and the pre-graduation plans that my university usually throws for the graduating seniors have all been canceled because the rest of the ter- the rest of the calendar and academic year, excuse me, the rest of the academic year up to this point is online moving forward. So I understand. It is frustrating. I myself have been frustrated and I empathize with those people. However, Being frustrated does not allow you to be stupid. And in the wise words of my favorite uh, social commentator and news provider, Philip DeFranco, don't be stupid, stupid. So with that, I would like to say thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Theo Keeps Talking. I am having fun so far. I look forward to creating more content and social distancing even more. And I hope that you found this episode well. And I hope to see you next time. Thank you very much.